It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, We learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. I'm here with a very spiritual episode, special episode. Here's the deal. There might be some of you out there or even just one of you who has had a thought about ending your life. And if that seems heavy for any of you, just stay tuned because I'm going to tell you in a minute why it's important for you to keep listening. And I'm going to introduce a guest that I have on today. But if you are or have noticed a thought into your mind about maybe ending your life would be a good way out. I just want to let you know, first of all, the guests that I have with us today and myself, we were each at that point um, once in our lives. And so we're going to share our stories to start off a little bit, and then we're going to give you some tools and to help you, first of all, just feel a little better and kind of put in context what's going on for you right now. And then also legitimately some tools for those of you who are not anywhere near suicidal or just aren't there. Um, I also want you to be listening as well. This episode is for you because you just don't know, especially with COVID-19. It has been a trip. It's been a ride. And so please do any future moment in your life a favor where somebody might come to you or somebody might post on Facebook. In this episode, you're going to learn how to understand and recognize if somebody's kind of suicidal or hinting at it in a Facebook post or a postpartum moms group, you know, support group. Um, If you are suicidal, you're going to have so many tools and resources. So without further ado, um, oh, and then just last but not least, I do just want to say like this episode came to me in a dream. Um, I won't go into all the details. I feel like it's pretty special, but I just really want to press the point that there might be someone out there today or whenever you're listening to this, maybe you listen to this two years after it's published. I have no idea. Um, but if you've gotten to the point where you have considered like, Hey, maybe, maybe just dying would be the best way out of this. I just want you to know, we're here for you, my friend Crystal and I, and um, we are going to help you get to a safe place. And again, I want to encourage those of you who are not in that place, please do listen in. Please do be the one who God can entrust um, with somebody and you know, in the future who might need a friend. You can be that one because you've listened to this episode. You'll be prepared. So actually, on that note, I want to introduce my friend Crystal Bates-Mori. Crystal, say hi. 
Hello. Thanks for having me on the episode. Absolutely. So Crystal is a fellow life coach and um, she is, tell us about just tell us about you. First of all, well, I have to say, Crystal and I met on a mission. We both are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and just both served an optional 18-month mission to Santiago, Chile, right? Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Viva Chile. <laughs> so we met. Yeah, we met as two blondes in Southern America, <laughs> South America, I should say, not Southern America. <laughs> yeah, and um, we had a good time. It was it was a good time. So, Crystal, tell us about your coaching, and and then we'll go into why the episode the episode of suicidal thoughts um, touches your life. So, go for it. Okay. Yes. So like Lizzie said, my name is Crystal. I am also a life coach and I have niched myself into the land of trauma coaching. And so my big thing is just helping people who feel like they've gone through something big or small, doesn't matter what it is. And they just feel stuck and they don't know where to go from there, but they like have this little voice inside them. That's like, you know, there's more than this and this is just holding you back. Right. And so I take them, I help them to move through that and to rewrite a better story where they get to be the hero. And, um, I guess moving on with how suicide has touched my life. I, I guess I'll start out with my own experience. So several years ago, I just, it it seemed like it came out of nowhere, right? Like I was like fine. And then all of a sudden I just wasn't fine. And I remember the feelings of just being kind of numb, feeling very alone. Like I didn't know who to go to. And like, just to spare you, like all of the juicy details, I just want to say that like the biggest thing that I wish I would have done during that time was to just realize how normal it was. And also to just realize that I really did need help and I didn't get the help that I probably should have gotten. And I, I would consider myself to be neurotypical. I don't have any diagnoses. And so it it was a very unfamiliar feeling for me and I just didn't know what to do with it. And so it's almost like, I wish I would have had the education that I have now so that I could have gone and got the help that I needed instead of just writing it out and until it eventually kind of went away. So that's my personal experience. And then I had a very, you know, Lizzie kind of sparked a memory in me where I kind of felt like God called me to be that friend for somebody else. I will be talking more about the the training that I have done that, uh, qualifies you. Yes. I <laughs> qualifies me to speak about suicide yeah. <laughs> prevention. Yeah. And, uh, I, I remember I actually prayed that God would give me an opportunity to use that training. And the very next day I saw a Facebook post and to spare um, details for this person's privacy, they, they just posted something and I was like, Oh my gosh, I get to use my training. And I, I messaged that person and with the u- use of myself and then a couple of that person's friends, we were able to prevent that person's suicide. And so it, it was just a great feeling to be a tool in God's hands. Oh my gosh, just makes me want to cry. I love that. <laughs> so beautiful. What we wouldn't Thank do you. to to prevent somebody's suicide. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, well, um, before we dive into my part of this episode and my training, I'm going to share my touch with suicidal thoughts, which was just in the deepest part of my postpartum depression. So for those of you who don't know, 
me, by the way, hi, I'm the host of this podcast, Lizzie Langston, and I'm the postpartum coach. And I have three kids and I had them in four years. And so at my first baby I had in 2014, Jensen, he's a boy, and I had a pretty traumatic postpartum in the hospital and I lost two units worth of blood. So that's about 25% of my blood supply, I believe. And I had to get a transfusion and all of that. I thought I had processed it, but when I had my second baby in the hospital, I had panic attacks. I just, I, I got wheeled into the postpartum rooms and they are all the same. And it was like, it brought back all the traumatic memories from after my first. And I, I, that just kind of almost knocked me over as far as emotionally speaking. And so that I grappled with. And after baby two, Um, I really struggled with depressiveness and I would say I was in full out depression and I remember just not having any tools, not even knowing that this was normal for a while into it. I didn't even know it was depression. So that was definitely where I could have gotten a lot of help was just understanding what postpartum depression really looks like. I am a happy, also neurotypical person and I would say that I wasn't even a very anxious person ever before baby number two. And so I didn't even really know what anxiety was. And honestly, at that time, this is maybe five, six years ago, it wasn't as talked about either. And uh, so between having no clue what it was like, not knowing that my grandma and my aunt had both struggled with it and my mom, nobody had told me that because it was, you know, that generation's more hush hush about stuff like this. And so, which is fine, but Anyway, all those things considered, and then also considering that I just, first of all, didn't know what it was. Second of all, didn't have the tools. I ended up finding myself really numb, unable to really finish a conversation. My husband at the same time too was working. Um, He was working and then he was also a full-time student and it was his senior year at ASU as a mechanical engineer. It was his fifth year of college and I'd been having these babies while he was in college and he was gone almost all, all day long, like five till midnight, 5am till midnight. It was just cause he had to drive out to campus and stuff. So it was a crazy time. And I had a newborn and then a really hard toddler, just a really busy kind of crazy little guy. So between all of that and being, uh, mostly alone, most of the day I, yeah, I developed depressiveness and I just remember laying on the couch in my apartment where we were, where we were living and laying there just totally numb, couldn't even cry, couldn't like didn't want to eat, you know, just barely going through the motions of changing baby's diaper, totally zoned out, no desire to talk to friends, like desserts didn't make me excited. I had started, I think I had started medications at that point, but it took a full six to eight weeks for me to even feel anything. And so I just thought like, I didn't imagine ideas. I didn't, I didn't have ideas of how I would commit suicide. I just thought like that dying sounded like the next best thing because I didn't want to keep feeling like this. And I had no idea how long it would last. And I had no idea how to get out of it. So that moves me into kind of what I want to say to introduce. Well, we've kind of introduced the topic, but my training, and then I'm going to have Crystal share her tools. We want to talk about first, um, and Crystal, feel free to chime in as we go here. Yeah. I was going to say that our, our experiences are very similar in the fact that like, we just had no idea what was going on and didn't have like the tools to work with. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's true. So that is a common theme. And that's what this episode's about is giving you tools. So first though, um, Crystal's really going to give more of the technical tools and I'm briefly just going to go through just some comfort and some context. So thoughts you might be thinking and feeling, um, you might be feeling very startled. You might be coming out of denial, right? Maybe you kept this very private and you haven't even told your husband and through listening to our words and hearing our stories today, you might realize how bad things are feeling right now for you. This might be the first time that you allow yourself to really look this in the face. And I want you to not be scared to let that emotion come up. Um, and when I, what kind of woke me up was I was listening to a podcast during this time for me and an 11 year old that had already had suicidal thoughts and had already been really depressed, um, was being interviewed by a podcast host and the podcast host asked her, what's one thing that you wish somebody would have told you, or what's one thing you would tell a depressed person. And she said, just tell one person. So for sure. I mean, this kind of goes without saying, but just in case you haven't considered it yet, please just tell one person and you get to choose who that is. And you get to choose how you say it and when and how much detail you give, but pick one person that you know and trust and, and just tell them, I think suicidal, like one thought of suicide, when you cover it in shame and you feel like you need to hide it because you're ashamed of it, it's just a breeding grounds for it to grow And your brain. If it thinks that it's a shameful thing and it's a problem, like it's just going to obsess over it and you're going to think about it even more. So actually telling somebody is really the best way. It's almost like shining a light on bacteria that's growing. And so it just kills that bacteria. I feel like that is what the effect, you know, the effect that it, it has on suicidal thoughts when you tell someone. The next thing I wanted to address here is you might be feeling a little bit startled. So I remember for me at the same moment, like right after the first ever in my life thought of killing my, myself, ending my life the first time that ever happened. And it only really happened a couple times because I, I told someone pretty quickly and was able to redirect my thoughts and just like actually seek help at that time. But, um, in like right after I had the thought, it also just startled me. I think I might've even sat up on the couch and just been like, okay, whoa, this is getting real. And I want to explain why that's possible, why that happens. So on the one hand, we have our lower brain and our lower brain is the pleasure center. It's also, um, the let's stay out of pain. Okay. It's let's do what's efficient. So you can see how suicide or ending our life is like ending our pain. So that's that lower brain. And then we've got our higher brain that is, invested in our future, thinks about goals and our higher self. So the higher brain is the part of you that might just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The lower brain's the part of you that's like, let's, let's do this. And so if you're feeling a little bit back and forth or torn, or you're just totally startled, that's why is because you've got two parts of you that you're working with and coaching. The reason it's going to be so helpful is that coaching helps you, um, act according to your higher brain in a way that gets your lower brain on board essentially. So that's why I felt like coaching was so helpful for me um, during that time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And then the last thing I want to teach before I kind of let Crystal here take the reins with her expertise too is um, just not questioning that, not questioning yourself, but questioning the story that's in your brain. So recognizing there's a difference between you and your brain and your thoughts, and you are not your thoughts. So careful what you're making it mean. When you have a thought about ending your life, if it serves you, you can try on this idea that it's just a thought. It doesn't necessarily mean anything about you. I like to just say that a thought about suicide is like a warning sign that you really do need to get help, that there's no more just waiting around. There's no more hoping this will go away. Okay, when you're starting to play with the idea or when your brain is offering you the idea of ending your life, it's because you are really not feeling well. And the last thing to go with this is that um, this is like the ultimate form of resistance. So you guys have heard me talking about emotions. We can either react to them and like yell at our kids. We can avoid them and just go watch a show and kind of stuff it back down. We can resist them which is, um, trying to get away from them from our, like from going out of our body and up into our head. And so that's where anxiety happens a lot. And that's where we are when we're thinking about suicide is you are resisting. And again, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong at all. What I'm trying to tell you is that this is good news because it means if you can learn how to manage your emotions in a different way, you could potentially not need to commit suicide. You could potentially feel better. And I promise you, cause I was literally depressed. Like my doctor had told me I was postpartum depressed. He'd given me meds, SSRIs, and I was able to use the tools of coaching to pull myself out of depression. Okay. The main life coaching tool, the model was like a flashlight that shone upon rungs of a ladder that I didn't even know was there. Like I, it was like my depression was this big, dark hole I was in. Okay. And the model, this main tool that illuminates your thoughts and then how those thoughts make you feel and all these good things. And it's like a roadmap for your mental, emotional health and life. The model was like a flashlight to shine upon rungs of a ladder to kind of help myself walk out of depression. And so the thing you have to be careful with, with depression is that it's very easy to get into this victim mentality and everyone will be like, Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Like depression. I don't even know how to help you. And they just kind of like want to leave you in that dark hole. And some people that are in depression actually really fight for their diagnosis. And they're like, you can't tell me that my thoughts can create better feelings for me because I'm depressed. And for those people, great. Like if that works for you guys or anybody you know, fabulous. For me, I didn't want to stay there. Not saying that they do, but I liked to believe that it was possible for me to create a new way out of it using my thoughts. It wasn't even a new way, just like a way out of it using my thoughts because I had tried meds, okay? And I had tried therapy and I had tried the support groups. 
And the therapy I did was with a PhD in like postpartum something or other. Like, and all she gave me, I mean, bless her soul. She was a beautiful, wonderful person. She listened to my tears. She honored, she held the space and there were no tools. There were no tools given to me. It was like a list of things I needed to do. And it was basically like doctor's orders. Make sure you show your husband, like go on a walk each day, take these supplements from sprouts and make sure you do some yoga and like great. But I still didn't even get any better at actually doing them. Maybe it was a little bit of accountability, but there were no mind tools. Depression is a mental illness and, and state. And so I'm so excited to help you guys. If you are struggling with, again, I don't take clients that are, that have attempted suicide or are like drawing up the plans and smiling about it. You know, if you're in that place, I'd really recommend that you for sure, just walk yourself into a hospital or, um, just get more context for yourself so that you're more protected. And I think Crystal will talk on that. But if you have like had maybe one suicidal thought or two and it's freaked you out and you're like, I need help. I'm the perfect coach for that. If you're postpartum. All right. So that's what I wanted to say. Um, and and I just wanted to chime in really quick. And I, I loved what you said about questioning, like what being having suicidal thoughts means about you, mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of automatic to think like, oh, I'm having thoughts about ending my life. That means that there's something wrong with me. And then in comes the shame, in comes the desire to hide yourself and not tell anyone. Yeah. And it's like it could be so counterintuitive to go and tell someone. And I just think it's so important to to stay here that it's like, really, it's so normal, just like how you explained with the brain, and also so important to go and get the help and to realize that there are people out there, like biting, you know, chomping at the bit, wanting to help you. Totally. And if you're listening and you're not suicidal, there are people out there who are really wanting help. And maybe you could just direct them to this podcast episode, or maybe you could just direct them to one of us, depending on if they're postpartum or not. So yeah, just either way, keep listening because Crystal has got some really, really important and good tools for you to have at it, Crystal. Yes. Okay. Let's get down to business to defeat the thoughts to defeat the Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right so the training that i am certified in is called qpr which stands for question persuade and refer which are kind of the little steps to help somebody who is thinking about suicide and are you also going to talk about helping yourself if you're the one with suicidal yes i will i'm it's kind of good it's kind of gonna go in in three parts where it's like focusing on other people that might have suicidal thoughts, then focusing on yourself. Perfect. If you have suicidal thoughts and then uh, the resources that can help anybody. Perfect. Love it. Okay. So hang in there, you guys. If if you are like feeling freaked out, she's going to get to exactly how to help you as well. All right. Keep exactly. going. Thank I'm going to make you feel so understood. Good. Okay. So anybody can get trained in QPR. If you're interested, you can just Google it and see if it's in your area. Um, and that's really how you can become such a great ally for mental health and suicide prevention. So I, I highly recommend it's only like, I think it's like a three hour thing, but you learn so much and it, okay. it has really all the info is stuck with You me. know what? I'm going to put that in the show notes, the QPR training website. Okay. I'll just put cool. that in the show notes. So if you're interested in that, go Perfect. check that out. All right. You're good. Okay. So 
I just want to like throw a couple of facts out here because it will dispel maybe some myths or beliefs that you have about speaking to people who have suicidal thoughts. So speaking directly to someone about suicide or about their suicidal thoughts actually decreases their anxiety and opens the gates of communication. And so it's been proven that the best way to address somebody with suicidal thoughts is just to straight up ask them, are you having suicidal thoughts? Are you planning to end your life? Um, I've noticed this, this, and this. Um, how are you feeling? Are you thinking about this? You know, and because that actually opens the gates to communication and people aren't thinking you're going to know that they're suicidal and it kind of shocks the brain. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, yes, here's the help I was wanting, you know? So that I can't remember all of the actual percentages or anything, but that's been proven to be the best way to address it. And contrary to popular belief, talking to somebody about suicide does not put the idea in their head. It doesn't like give them permission to follow through with it. It actually decreases the odds that they will ever attempt suicide. So I thought that one was really crazy. The odds of them ever doing it go way down. I think honestly, just the feeling that comes over you when somebody takes the time out of their day to have an interest in you, when you're at the point of thinking about suicide, like you're just feeling so rotten. So to have somebody, and Mm -hmm. I was so lonely too. I was so lonely and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I had the right not to be lonely. Cause I was like, well, I chose to have these kids and I have, I also was like, oh, I live in this nice house. My husband's getting a college education. Like, what do I have to complain about? I did this to myself. Yeah, exactly. And then all the thoughts of like, I don't want to bother people. Oh my gosh. Like I'm such a burden. Oh my gosh. Okay. Y'all know you're thinking you're a burden to your family. Like we, so many of us, so many of us go there and it's nonsense. It's nonsense. But like, I could see how you, I could see how you think that. Um, but this is why you need help out of your head, right? You need help outside of your head to retrain inside of your head. If you're feeling suicidal. So that's what coaching is all about. All right. Go for it. We'll help you remember that you're worthy just because you exist. Yeah. Which might seem so far away and even like make you feel nauseous. You might even reject that, but that's where (laughs) we could help you get to if you want to. So next, I'm just going to share with you some ways that you can tell if a person is suicidal by their Facebook posts or social media posts or things that they might say to you in person. And I would say that nowadays, most commonly, you will see an alarming Facebook post. And I hope that this will just kind of train your brain to know what to look for. So in in real life conversations, or like people that you're close to in your family, your spouses, whoever it may be, you want to watch for changes in their mood. So if they're usually pretty happy and then they're like down in the dumps or vice versa, sometimes people hit a mania before they will commit suicide. If what do you, you notice? Mean, what's a, a, ma- a mania? Is that like really happy? Yes. So it's like super energetic, doing all the projects, like getting things in order kind of thing. Before they. Yep. Uh-huh. Before, before they follow through. Okay. Um, and then you will look for changes in speech. So talking about things that they don't normally talk about, like, you know, getting affairs in order or talking about life after death or, you know, things that they wouldn't normally talk about that seem a little like morose. (laughs) Okay. Wait, can I talk on that? So when I was in the depths of my depression, I just remembered this as you were telling this, 
I created a funeral plan and it wasn't because I was planning my depression, but I like literally didn't know if I would make it through this. And it, it didn't occur to me again to think about how to kill myself. It was just like more like the despair was talking. And I was just like, well, I might as well just in case, you know, it was so morose. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And it, and it feels so real. Like, it's like, why wouldn't I do that? Oh, it was so logical. Yeah. I felt like it felt like a favor to my family. Yes. And when, and so if you're like noticing these behaviors, like don't come up to them and be like, why the heck are you doing that? Cause it makes so much sense to them. And they're like, well, what do you mean? You know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. you want to be like, Oh, I've noticed this. Like, yeah. what are you thinking? You also, know? can I speak on one other thing you mentioned? Yes. Um, you said the mania beforehand. And the only thing I can relate to is I remember I had an intrusive thought about harming a child at one point when I was really depressed. This was like years ago. Yeah. Um, and of course I've gotten this all taken care of you guys. I don't want you to like report me or something. <laughs> We're good. It's very good. Very good with my family life. But I remember, um, I did have like a smile across my face, like, oh, that would be such a relief. Right. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. that I wanted to in my heart of hearts, of course not. But it was also like, I was so desperate to feel differently and to feel better. And so I really yes. think that in these moments, whether it's suicide or, um, hurting your, you know, one of your kids or depressiveness, it's like, we just don't understand where feelings come from. It's basically mm-hmm. like when we're in depressiveness or, and that's also where suicidal comes into the picture. It's like, we're living in this pool of darkness and we don't understand like there are floaties in the pool. right? Like we're in this Mm -hmm. big pool of feelings and we're just looking around and all we can see is darkness. And so of course you're like, well, I just want to get out of here. But what, Mm -hmm. what maybe you don't realize when you're in the middle of your depressiveness and when you're considering suicide or it even comes across your mind, um, is that there are so many tools that just haven't come into your life yet. And I just want to offer that if, if Crystal and I could do it, like you can do it. And so come Mm -hmm. talk to one of us. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. We are the examples of what's possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on. Um, the next thing you're going to look for is behavior. So, and I would just say just, just to generalize, if there's any behavior that seems really out of place for somebody, I would question what's going on in their head. So I don't yeah. want to be like, look for these exact behaviors, just anything that's out of the ordinary for the person that you know, jump on that. Yeah. Um, and and again, even if you don't know them that well, I just want to emphasize that, right? Because yeah. like sometimes they're so ashamed to, pe- to tell people that they do know really well that it might actually be refreshing and safe to have maybe just, you know, an old high school friend or an acquaintance on Facebook just pop in and be like, Hey, are you doing okay? Like really, how are you doing? I'm a little concerned and here's why, like, here's some things I've noticed or however you said, like, I mean, you yeah, said to just be perfect. like, okay. I was like, wait, did I do it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're listening well. Uh, yeah. The person that, that I helped, I didn't know him. I had met him like twice. Oh, really? So, Tell us more. I want yeah. are you going to share that story later? Yes, I will. Yeah. In the next little section, cool. um, just to finish this one off though, you're also going to like keep an eye out for like big life events, like, like the birth of a child, which usually sometimes accompanies or will be accompanied by uh, postpartum depression and anxiety. Oh, Hey, yeah. Or, Yep. Here we are. And then, you know, divorces, even marriages, because like the first year of marriage can be really difficult for some people. Yeah. Breakups. So, mm-hmm, yep. Even a uh, breakup. Um, Going to college. 
Yes. All of those are like, or a miscarriage. Yeah, keep an eye on those people. Oh yeah. That miscarriage, too. infertility. Oh my gosh. I'm like, there's You're so like many a more vending machine. Of <laughs> or a business, like financial ruin, right? Like going bankrupt. Yeah. Um, some, You're you know, really good at this. I'm so good at this. <laughs> I'm so in you touch are. with all the negative things in life. <laughs> Seriously though. Like I really am. I'm like, when we have each other, there's nothing to be afraid of. And when we have the life coaching tools, like why not talk about these things? Why not? Yes, it, None of it is off topic, you know, or like not applicable and all of it is important. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, so I know next you're going into telling us about your specific experience with helping somebody through this which we are so excited to hear. I am. I'm like on the edge of my seat for that. And so just to review, um, if you want to get trained in this, the link's going to be in the show notes. It's just called QPR, Question, Persuade, and Refer. Um, You're going to watch for changes in mood, behavior, big life events, if they're planning morose things, um, putting their affairs in order, substance abuse, aggression, anger, irritability, specifically be looking in Facebook posts and stuff. And remember to just talk to them straight about it. And, you know, don't be weird, but come from a loving place. (laughs) All right. So tell us your story about this. I'm so excited. Okay. So I had just learned all of this stuff. And then the very next day I get on Facebook and I see a post by somebody that says, life is so hard. I just can't handle it anymore. And we've probably all kind of seen posts like that. And it like kind of makes you question, but you're like, I don't really know what to do about it. But in this case, I was like, I know exactly what to do about this, you know? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I reached out to this person and I just questioned, I said, Hey, um, your post was kind of a red flag for me. I'm just wondering, are you feeling suicidal? And this person said, yes, I am just straight up. And I was like, Oh, wow. You know, like, Oh, it worked, you know? (laughs) And, and I said, okay. Um, like, uh, do you have a plan? And that's, and we're going to go over this a little bit too, but you, you next ask, like, do you have a plan? He said, I do. I won't go into the details of that plan for trigger reasons. Um, and I said, okay, do you have access to means and access to means is just like, you know, pills, ropes, guns, whatever, you know, is affiliated with the plan. And he said, I do. Um, and, and I was like, okay, can I come get you? And he really like, didn't want me to come get him or anything. And so I called a good friend of his and asked him to wait for him after work. And then that friend was able to actually take him to BMED. What's that? I just revealed his gender. That's okay. Um, 
BMED is the is the behavioral medicine wing of the hospital. And that is like when you go to the emergency room and report that you are feeling suicidal, you will be taken to BMED. Okay. Where they will evaluate you, you know, kind of see how far down the spiral you are and then get you the help that you need. Got it. So wonderful place to go. Um, and he was, this was an excellent example of indirect verbal clues on social media. So a direct verbal clue would be like, I'm going to end my life. And indirect is like, I can't take this anymore. I really want this to end Mm -hmm. something like that. You know, it's a little more sneaky. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that's kind of, you're probably going to see more of that on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I'm in these postpartum support groups and like, I would say every day, every other day I come across mm-hmm. somebody, somebody just telling the group that they're feeling su- like they have been thinking about it or it comes up in conversation. So postpartum, mm-hmm. I just want you guys, I say that because I want y'all to know how normal this is postpartum. Like that doesn't just because it's normal doesn't mean you shouldn't be concerned or you shouldn't take action to get help, you know, exactly. but I also think that if you're feeling a ton of shame or you're totally startled, like it also makes sense sometimes with all the stressors that we're going through and with the lack of tools mentally and emotionally that we sometimes have, especially if you grew up in a family where you were shamed for showing emotion or you were made fun of for showing emotion or you were called dramatic or, you know, or if you're married to somebody who's like that and, you know, unfortunately some of us, you know, not everybody, not all of us feel like we have a husband that's really going to be helpful with something like this. We hope that we do, but sometimes not so, or maybe it's even somebody else that's close to you. Like your mother is the one being like, get over this, you know, get over yourself or your sister-in-law, you know, if there's somebody really just bullying or I don't know, just really trying to make you feel stupid for this, just, um, again, it's, it's normal. And you can also, there are so many, those of us that, that are not going to treat you that way. And you just need to maybe get outside of those groups of people. And like Crystal said, you know, if you're really concerned, just going to the hospital, talking to your doctor, um, booking a consult with either Crystal or I, things like that. Perfect. Yes. Always just reach out. Like there is absolutely nothing taboo about it. Yeah. Okay. And after this training, you can be that excellent person that people reach out to. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yes. So next we're going to talk about how to evaluate yourself and, you know, how to make a plan for yourself and protect yourself. Um, so first I'm just going to talk about, um, risk factors for suicide. So you may be at risk for suicide if you have had previous attempts, kind of like what Lizzie was talking about. If you have a mood disorder, if you have a substance abuse disorder, and if you have access to lethal means. Lethal so pills, means, guns, yeah, those, pills, guns, yeah, stuff. Okay, got it. Yeah, things that you use to end your life. And, and also, I would add to that, like, if you have a plan, like, that's when things are getting real scary. Um, and even if you do have, like, passive ideations of, of suicide, like, I would tell somebody. Even if it's super passive, just tell somebody like that's going to be your number one go to for keeping yourself safe. And it's my number one on making a plan uh, to basically to save your life. Right. Yeah. Um, Telling someone. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you want to do this before you start spiraling. Like. Like you were saying earlier you, you feel these thoughts coming up. You're startled. You're like, this is wrong. I want to get rid of these. You start resisting. 
it gets bigger, it gets bigger, you start spiraling and then you're down in the hole and you don't know how to get out and nobody else knows how to help you because, you know, they're, they're just like, wow, she's down there in the dark and like victimy or whatever. Um, so if you feel yourself starting to spiral, take immediate action to protect yourself before it becomes even more serious before you've even made a plan. So you want to, like I said, number one, talk to somebody, a trusted friend, a spouse, uh, you want to remove all lethal means. So if you even passively thought about how you might do it, get rid of those things and then immediately go see a doctor or a therapist. If you're not comfortable with the thought of taking medication, then at least go see a trained professional who can help you with your emotional side of things. And then, you know, I would also recommend going to see a life coach as well to help you with the mental side of things. Yeah. And emotional. And frankly, here's the deal. Let's talk therapy versus coaching real quick. Um, and you can feel free to share your opinion too. It might be different than mine. I'm not sure, but I've, I've, um, attended therapy both with my husband and then also when I was younger, when my parents were going through a divorce and also like in my early married time. And, um, I think the main difference is that in therapy, there's more of an emphasis on your past, And so if you feel like everything that's coming up for you is super related to your past and there's like a specific point of trauma in your past, that might be useful. Um, And then also I just feel like the, the, the strength of therapy is that there's this huge emphasis on just like validating emotions. And if you've never been validated before and you're really seeking being validated, like therapy is a great place. Um, now it's not that coaching doesn't validate your emotions because for sure, like anything is welcome and it's a safe, open place. And there's also going to be an emphasis on being curious about what your life would be like without those thoughts and taking responsibility for what those thoughts are creating and getting really intentional about where you want to be in the future. So while I feel like therapy kind of helps you untangle your past and get really clear on where you're at in the present, um, coaching is, is more looking at what's not working in the present and trying to align it with a future that you want while also processing the emotions and untangling, you know, just teaching you mental health and emotional health and wellness that will be sustainable to the life that you want to create in five years, you know, in one year, six months from now, 10 years. So what are your thoughts on that, Crystal? That was a beautiful explanation. And I would add that in therapy, their main goal is to get a diagnosis for you, which can be very helpful if you, you know, you're startled by these feelings and you don't know why they're there. It could be because you have an undiagnosed mood disorder that's like in your family and no one ever talked about it or whatever it may be. And so it could be extremely helpful for you to go to a therapist to, like Lizzie said, untangle the past, get yourself medicated if you have a mood disorder. But then also paired with life coaching, that is like the phoenix rising from the ashes, like no joke. I kind of have the same opinion as Lizzie does. In that, you know, for me, therapy just wasn't super effective. Mm -hmm. I've gone to therapy many times in life. And and sometimes it was helpful just to have somebody say, yes, you know, that does sound very hard. Like, give me books to read, whatever. But (laughs) it wasn't until life coaching that, like, I understood that my life wasn't happening to me and that I could co-create the life of my dreams with my creator. Yeah. So to end on this, you know, coaching versus therapy, and then frankly, we're going to wrap the episode up here pretty quick after that. I'll just say that if you really just want to sit back and kind of look at this and understand it and don't really want to get into 
life after this, but just really want to be kind of in this and slowly get out of it and take as much learning away from that experience as possible. And just there's an emphasis of wanting to be heard, then I think therapy might be a better fit for you. If you are not like, if I say, Hey, your thoughts are creating your feelings and you feel tons of guilt about that. And you're like, Oh my gosh, you're telling me that I created this depression. Maybe therapy would be a better fit for you. But for me, when I heard, and when I was depressed and I had already felt, you know, had the suicidal thoughts and I heard the idea that our thoughts create our feelings and that circumstances are neutral of emotion and that our emotion actually comes from our thoughts. To me, that was the best news ever. And I was like, sign me up for that because that, yeah, for me it was, and there's no right or wrong response to that. So again, if you don't feel like giddy up when you hear that, if you're not like excited about the prospect of taking control of your thoughts to be able to create a new result and emotions in your body and your life, then maybe therapy would be a better fit. And then if, and and there's no shame for that. And then if it does excite you, then I would say for sure, coaching's going to be the better fit for you. All right, Crystal, where were we at? Anything else we need to say on this or anything else? I don't think so. I think we can just jump right to the end here. Um, I just have some resources. I'm sure Lizzie will put them in the show notes and it's like stuff that you're never going to remember. So, (laughs) but uh, especially if you're depressed, you like remember nothing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So there's the national suicide lifeline. There's, you know, you call 911 and ask for a crisis intervention team officer. So those are officers that are trained more in mental health responses. Mm -hmm. And then there's NAMI, the national Alliance on mental health. Um, and you can Google it if there's a location near you. They have groups and things like that. And then there's the My3 app. And it's just an app where if you feel like you're at risk for suicide, it's kind of like one push of a button will get you immediate help. So that's kind of a cool one. Okay. And by the way, if you're like, wait, how do you spell that? Just know they're all going to be in the show notes of this episode. Yes. So go there. Like NAMI. That's a weird one. Yeah. All right. So Crystal, before we get off, you guys know me, right? Lizzie, the postpartum coach, and you can always book a consult with me at the link in the show notes, or I'm just lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. Um, but if you're not postpartum, or if you just have gravitated more towards Crystal for whatever reason, cause she's amazing. Um, and Aww. yeah, and yours is more maybe trauma specific. Um, I mean, if it's birth trauma, that's up my alley, but any other trauma, where can they find you, Crystal? So you can find me, um, on Instagram, at at beyond trauma so that's kind of my tagline is beyond trauma coaching Mm. or you can just email me at beyond trauma coaching at gmail.com and you can just be like hey i'm interested in doing a consult with you and then i'll send you my little link and i guess i would like to just kind of specify like who i'm looking to work with um i just want anybody out there to know that like if you don't identify with the word trauma but you have like something that happened and it feels like it's hanging you up and you're just like, man, I can't get, I can't get past this. Like I'm your girl, unless it's in the, in the mom realm. Yeah. Postpartum. <laughs> yeah. But if it's, yeah, if it's like maybe something that even though you might be postpartum now, but you feel like once this one event in your life happened, that was completely unrelated to children and babies, that is, you've just mm-hmm. never been the same and you want to work through that. That's crystal for you for sure. Yes. And if you're looking for a transformation, you're looking to you know, take a look at yourself, take responsibility for like the results that you've created now and shed that victim mentality and become the creator of your life. Hit me up. 
Yeah, girl. I'm here for you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So everything's going to be in the show notes and we love you guys. I think that's the most important part of this episode. You are loved. And I might, I'm not my, okay, I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be able to see you right now and I might not be able to maybe hear you or know your name, but it doesn't matter because God put this idea into my mind. And I have no doubt about that. And so I know he knows you and he cares about you. And we're not going to let you fall if you don't want to. So we're here for you. We've got tons of resources in the show notes. And just let our voices come into your ears and fill you with warmth and love. We've both been where you are. And there's a whole life waiting for you on the other side. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.